Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So we're going first our way. We're going to continue with sanctification, you know. And I'm trying to figure out where we're going to go, where we're going to start, because telling Phil I was tired today. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a long week, but a good week. Amen. And, you know, to God be the glory. You know, he 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 got me through the week. All right, he got all of us through the week because we, we all here. Amen. Amen. So we'll, we'll do a review since y'all couldn't gain, remember some of the points last week. <laughs> y'all failed the exam, so I'm, I'm going I'm to help y'all out. All right, so <laughs> we talked about, you know, this is part three of sanctification. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, we have to have our will, right? God's, God's word. And then, we, you know, we have to surrender or submit to the Holy Spirit, right? Because without that, we're going to struggle. And I talked about even last week how, you know, we can have all three of those things. And we still may progress at different rates because some of us come from rejection. Some of us come from hurt. Some of us come from, you know, we, we deal with fear, anxiety and all that stuff. And, you know, the Lord wants us to overcome those things and he wants us to give him those things. Right. And a part of that is our will. And a part of that, again, is the word, right? Because we got to trust God at his word, right? Not trust man, but trust God at his word, right? So um, we have to understand, I think I might have mentioned this, but I can't remember. But, you know, we have a spirit, soul, and body, right? And it's important for new believers and Christians to, to remember that, that we have a spirit, soul, and body. So why is that vital? Because the body is what we can see. We can see our bodies, right? But we can't see our spirit, man, right? We can't see our soul, right? But we have a body. But the soul is where our will is at. Our mind, our emotions is at, right? So what we have to understand is whichever one we feed, whether it's the body or the spirit, that's where our will, our, our mind is going to go to, right? Because our soul is where the battleground, that's the middle ground in us, right? So if we just... Focus on the things of the flesh. And, you know, we could come to church, you know, once, twice a week, and we can still do things in the flesh, right? And spend a lot of times, you know, a lot of times, a lot of things doing things in the flesh, whether it's, you know, all right, we're doing five days a week just going through and not giving God any attention, right? Not spending any time with Him. Now our flesh, our body starts to take over, right? And now our spirit man, who is hungering for more of God, which is our inner man, and we begin to neglect those things, right? So now what happens? So now our mind starts to gravitate to the things of the world, right? And we start focusing on things of the world, right? But now when we start to feed our inner man, our spirit, on a daily basis, my, how things will change, right? Things will change that way. So 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, you don't have to turn it, says this. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that spirit is our pneuma. It's our inner man. Right? And, and we, we, we have to do our part in that in, in, in feeding our inner man. Feeding our inner man. Praying to God. Worshiping him. Spending time in his word. These are things that we can't neglect. Right. And these are the things that sometimes we can neglect because we can get busy with the day to day activities of work. Right. 
God bless you. All right. And, and you know, God forbid you in school. Now you got to study your schoolwork and then still find time to study the scriptures, right? Or read the scriptures. And, and that brings weariness on our flesh. All right. So um, we talked about the points last week. We gave four points that we have been chosen for sanctification. You know, part of God's elect. Right. We've been chosen was point number one. We have been chosen for sanctification. Point number two was the Lord sanctifies us. Right. We don't have to do it ourselves because he's not going to call us to do something that he's not going to help us along with. Right. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the divine paraclete, the one called alongside to help. So now we don't have to do this. And this is why so many Christians do struggle because they neglect the Holy Spirit. Right. Some of them. And we talked about they don't know. Right. Because they haven't been taught. But God has given us his Holy Spirit, his comforter. Why? Because that's that's the dunamis power that's going to keep us. Right. And he's going to keep us in remembrance of his word. Uh, right. And, and, and what, what did Jesus tell the disciples? Right. So even if you find your time in, um, in, a, in a point of tribulation and you go before the court, don't worry about what you're going to say. What the Holy Spirit's going to give us. Give it to us, right? So even when we tie, we find ourselves in times of stress and persecution, we don't have to worry, right? We can rest in the Lord that the Holy Spirit will get. See, sometimes we just need to slow down because what happens is that anxiety, that worry causes us to, to get amped up. And then now the Holy Spirit may be trying to speak, but because we're nervous and we're in this, now we don't hear him, right? And he's speaking because that fear is taking over, but we rest in him. And it'll come. It, it, he'll start speaking. We'll hear his voice. Right? We, we, we'll tune in. And that's why he's there. He's a guide for us. Right? Because we talked about that a couple weeks ago, right? He was a guide to Israel coming out of Egypt. Right? So he'll be a guide to us in our daily walk. And that's the good part. And it's a shame when we have so many Christians that miss out on that. Right? And we don't want to miss out on that being bound in fear and worry and things like that. Right? All right, so we talked about how sanctification is not optional, but it's God's will. Right? So we talked about the word will, that what one wishes or desires to be done. And we talked about, and we went to Genesis, and how God wished that there was light. And he spoke light into existence. And the same thing with the firmament. Right? And then point number four was what? We are sanctified by the word. That was from John 17. Right? So we, we have to have the word in us. Right? All that stuff is good. So now... My wife's telling me sometimes, she's like, you give too much information, right? So, we, we <laughs> all right, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting her. <laughs> but it was along those lines. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, wasn't, she wasn't getting on me in a bad way. But she's just saying it was just so much, right? So, uh, we're going to slow things down a little bit. So, let's turn to Luke uh, chapter 12, right? We, we, we're not going to. Um, I guess it's a good thing I didn't continue with this last week because we would have been here all night. So, <laughs> Luke chapter 12. Uh, we'll begin at verse 35. All right, Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 35, and I'll be reading from the New King James. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. Stop right there. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. So we know 
I talked about it uh, maybe about a month or so ago that the lamps, right? When, when we talk about oil in, in the Bible, it's representation of the Holy Spirit, right? So no matter what, it, whether or not they had sticks and they tie a cloth to it, they put oil on it to keep it burning. And we have to have the Holy Spirit to, to keep our lamps burning, right? So we have to be in tune because and I talked about just a little bit ago how the Holy Spirit is vital to our walk in the sanctification. So now let your waist be girded. So what does that mean? I'm going to read this from the Amplified because it, it gives the perfect uh, definition for it right here. The meaning be dressed and ready for active service and keep your lamps continuously burning. So we have to be dressed and we have to be ready for service. Not trying to prep and get ready, right? So how are we ready for service? Let's turn to Timothy, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. And you can keep your finger back in Luke because we're going to go back there. I'm sorry, I should have told you that beforehand. <laughs> so 2 Timothy, verse 20. I'm sorry, two. Thank you. Once again, no prophets in the house tonight. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty. <laughs> but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. So now we know when we have company and guests over what important guests we're going to bring out the good stuff right we, you know because normally at our house we eat with paper plates and everything like that right but normally when we have guests over we may break out the good china right uh you know and we normally eat with paper plates because we don't like to do dishes <laughs> all right all right keeping it real <laughs> but you know a guest comes over we're going to make sure the house is clean and, and in order right and what happens uh, you know, that wood, what? It decays, right? Clay hardens. So what the Lord is saying here, that clay and that wood, it's, it's, it's dishonorable, right? So, you know, we have a dog that sheds a lot, right? So we don't clean up every day, right? But if we know we have guests coming over, Rasan's going to break out the robo vacuum and Marshall's going to come behind and sweep right there, right? <laughs> right? Because we don't want people coming in and, and, and seeing the, the, you know, the dog hair everywhere, right? But we're going to make sure the house is clean and in order, right? So now let's go back to this. I'm going to read verse 20 again. But in a great in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So we have to... Cleanse ourselves from these things that are not honorable, right? This is how we make ourselves prepared and ready for the Lord's use. Now, God is sovereign. God can use anybody, right? And it doesn't mean that one Christian is going to be more anointed than the other, right? But we will be ready. We're not going to be trying to get ready, right? Why? Because we're going to be walking with the Lord and we're going to be trusting him in this. And we are going to be cleansed because we're walking and living out. This sanctification, we're going to be set apart for his use, Amen. not the world's use or not even only our use. So let's keep going. What, what is part of that sanctification? Verse 22, flee also, also you for lust. 
But pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So that that along with those is what that is meaning with those who call on. So as we get together, right, we're pursuing the same things. Right. So it says here at the beginning of uh, verse 22, flee also useful. So excuse, flee also youthful lust. Right. So what does Paul say? When I came, became a man, I put away what childish things. Right. So. We know as we get older, we get what? Wiser. Right? We don't do the things that we probably did when we were 13, 14, or even 20, 21. At least we shouldn't be. Right? <laughs> we shouldn't be. Right? So we should be older. We, well, we're going to be older. But we should be wiser and more mature. Right? But sometimes that doesn't happen. We, we, we have people in their 40s and 50s still acting like they're 13 sometimes. Right? We still have married men playing video games. They got, they're married with kids and going in. They're playing video games all the time. I'm, I'm talking like 40, 50 years old. And they don't want to be bought. But as Paul said, we got to put away childish things. Right? That's a sign of immaturity. Right? Not that you can't play video games. I don't play. But not that you can't play, but it shouldn't be dominating your time. And when I say I know grown men that play, all the time, just as much as a young person, right? That shouldn't be, right? Amen. All right. Part of being a vessel of honor, verse 23. But avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. So we don't have to get in all these debates and things like that and argue, well, what about this one? What about that one, right? Or, good one, when is the rapture going to take place? Right? We, got, we argue about that stuff, right? What difference does it make? Nobody knows the time or the day when it's going to happen, even though you have Christians trying to guess, right? But nobody knows the time or the day when it's going to happen. But we'll get into disputes about things like that. And here's the thing. It's not going to draw anybody closer to the Lord when we get into disputes like that, right? And, and, and this is what I can't figure out when you have pastors going before their congregations with other pastors or whether it's other religions or whatever and arguing about who's right and who's wrong. Actually, not even other, you got two Christians arguing about that in the church, right? And they're having debates, apologetic debates, and I'm like, okay, what's the purpose of that? How is that going to draw anybody close to the Lord? Right? Verse 24, and a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, and humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So, we talked about Wednesday that sometimes our love, well, it may not, we feel it's love, but sometimes it could be our zealousness, Right? can come and cause us to sometimes beat other people over the head, right? Other Christians, we, we have to be, because he says here, what? To be gentle to all, right? Able to teach. And that's why you'll hear me say, sometimes Christians don't know. We have to be, we, we have to be able to teach them, right? We don't need to beat them over the head. So we have to control that zealousness, right? Even when they persecuted, even when Paul was persecuted, it was that zealousness that caused them to do that. Right. And we got and that zealousness can be mistaken as what hate in this world today. And that's why sometimes not sometimes quite often 
The world looks at the church and says, oh, they're full of hate. Because what it is, it's that zealousness that's taking over. All right, so let's go back to Luke chapter 12. But we have to be ready at all times. We have to be ready to be used by the Lord for his service. Not our service, but his service. All right, so verse 36. Luke 12, verse 36. And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. So, stop right there. So, back in those days, the, the, the master could be gone for a wedding. It's not like how it is today where you show up, you go to the wedding, and then you go back home, or you may go back home the next day, depending on how long. No, they will be gone for days or weeks, right? So now the master's away. The servants are going to play, right? <laughs> so let, 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 let's bring it home and let's keep it real. You know, sometimes you may be at work, that supervisor on vacation, now you feel a relief, right? <laughs> Now, now that supervisor's not watching you, you, you can relax a little bit, right? That's why some people enjoy the holidays because the supervisor's going away, right? What's that saying? That the cat's away, the mice are going to play, right? <laughs> right? So sometimes we can feel relaxed. And, and the same things with these servants, right? So the master's away. Now, they may not clean as much as they normally would when the master's there, right? They may neglect some things. They may even have a party, Right? <laughs> And then the master's showing back up, knocking, trying to get in the house. And now they're trying to clean everything up, get everything ready. Right? So I'm overstepping. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Jesus is saying we, don't need, we need to be ready at all times. Right? We need to be ready at all times. Amen. All right. So verse 37. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch, whether it's at night or come in the third watch after midnight and find them. So blessed are those servants. So what is he saying here? Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watch. watching for what? Watching for the Lord's return. Right. That's what he's saying here. So most Bibles will have uh, a faithful or evil servant as a title here. Right. So if we're watching for the Lord's return, that means we're in preparation for the Lord's return. That means we're going to be living how he wants us to live. But if we're not watching, we're thinking, hey, the Lord's going to take his time coming back. Right. Or if we're like, oh, he's going to come after this point or after the end of the tribulation. Now we're going to do what? We're going to play around. We're not going to be serious. And it's going to be about us. But when we're looking for the Lord's return, we are going to be ready. We're going to make sure we're ready. Why? Because we don't want to miss them. All right, verse 39. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. So, <laughs> thieves normally come, what, when nobody's around or when they're sleeping, right? But if we're ready and we're always constantly looking, now we won't get caught by surprise, right? So, these are the things that we have to be ready. And going back up to uh, verse... 37 watch this surely I'm reading the uh, second half of that verse surely I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them so the Lord is going to come and serve those who are ready who are watching who are fit for use who are vessels of honor who are living in sanctification 
and not just living any way according to how they want to live. Hmm. Right? Because, again, it's our will. What is our will? Are we going to live for him? Hmm. Or are we going to just say, oh, he's taking his time. So, and we can all be guilty of that, right? But, we, you know, he's going to take his time. So, I have time. I have preparation. So, I can go out. I can do this or whatever. Enjoy myself and then come back. Because how many times, and we probably heard people say this, well, I'm not ready to give this up yet. I just want to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Right? And it's even dangerous when you have Christians that say that. Yeah. Right? But they're going to miss it. They, they, they're going to miss the Lord's return. Yeah. Right? And here's the thing. None of us are promised tomorrow. Amen. None of us are promised tomorrow. Yeah. So regardless of whether or not the Lord comes back, don't mean you won't be here tomorrow. Right? So you're not going to have time to get ready. Yeah. Right? But you have to be ready. Yeah. And if you're not ready, uh-oh. And then we talked about last week how sanctification is, is not optional. Mm. Right? So now it can't be, hey, well, hold on, Lord, give me time. Mm. No, no, no. We're going to be just like those, what, the ten foolish virgins. Yeah. Right? Five were ready. Five weren't. Yeah. Right? And then the five who weren't wanted to get some of the oil uh-huh. <laughs> of the ones who were ready. Now, what would have happened if they would have gave some oil? All ten wouldn't have been ready. Right? So, we can't be sharing our oil with people. Right? Because I'm going to be ready, so I'm not sharing my oil with you. That, thank you. Thank you. You get your own oil, I get my own oil. Amen? Because we could, just like those ten virgins, Matthew 25, you're going to miss it because they're going to get their oil. And then when they come back, the door's going to be shut. And then going back to Matthew chapter 7, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. There's going to be quite a few believers like that. They're going to be standing outside with the unbelievers. And we're going to come to that scripture in a minute. All right. Uh, verse 40. Therefore, you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Right? He's coming at an hour we do not expect. So whether or not it's daytime over here, Somewhere in the earth it's going to be nighttime. Yes. People are going to be sleeping. It's going to be early morning. And we don't know when he's coming. Yeah. Right? So we don't need to get caught up in all this foolishness, all these disputes, and all these debates. Right. And things like that. Because none of that is getting us closer to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Alright. So let's look at verse 41. Then Peter said to him, Lord, do you speak this parable only to us or to all people? Right. So verse 42. And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise servant whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? So let's start right there. He's speaking to those again, like we learned in Revelation, those who have ears to hear the faithful and wise steward. So he's calling all of us as believers to be faithful and wise. But we know all of us are not going to be faithful and wise. Why? Because some of us are running on half oil. Some of us are running on half oil. So now when you start to run on half oil, guess what? You start to do things out of the flesh. Right? And you can start to, to get, get into religion. Right? You start to go through the motions. Right? And we got to be careful of that. See, because when we fill with oil, guess what? Now we start to minister. Now we start to teach. We start to worship out of the overflow. Right? And then now we don't have to the pastor say, hey, can you speak? Nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> I shouldn't have to ask you, hey, are, are, are you ready? No, we got to be ready. Right? 
right? So I can say, if there, when times that I wasn't feeling well, I could call Phil. And he, I don't think he did this, because he was ready to speak, right? But, but if I call him and he said, nah, I'm not feeling the Lord today. What do you mean not feeling the Lord today? <laughs> that, that, something's missing, right? Something's missing. That's that oil, right? That's the oil. Because guess what? As believers, we all have the Holy Spirit in us, Amen. right? And we almost do it. And I, and I understand the concept. But it's almost a disservice sometimes when we say spirit-filled believer and not spirit-filled believer because as believers, we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And as believers, we should not be running dry of that oil. We have to have that oil. Right. Oh, make rule over his household. So now we as Christians, we always talk about, oh, I'm going to get my mansion. Right? But guess what? If you're not that faithful and wise, do it. You're not getting that mansion. You're not even going to get a shack <laughs> or that temporary tent. <laughs> no, but you're going to be swimming, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> in, a, in, in some fire, not, not water. <laughs> All right. Verse 43. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Verse, actually, I'm going to read 43 again. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. So doing that again is the will. Right? It's that will. It's that will that we have to have. Right? So it's that will to be faithful. To be a faithful steward. Because we're either going to be one of two things. A faithful steward or evil steward. He calls them both stewards. Right? And they can still be serving and doing things in the Lord. And we, we can see the outside, but we can't see the heart. But Jesus knows the heart. Right? So, again, they're both stewards. But one group is going to be faithful, other one is going to be evil. One group is going to be weak, other group is going to be tares. We got to decide which one we're going to be. Amen. And I can tell you that the, the evil ones, the tares, that's the five foolish virgins that didn't have no oil. So they remained dark just like the world. So each time they went out to the world, they reflected the world. See, the ones that had oil, they were burning with light, right? So even though we may not feel like it, we, we may not feel it at times, trust me, the enemy can see your light burning. He, he, he can see that we're filled with the oil. Verse 45, but if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk. And we'll come back to that verse. The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him. And at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with who? The unbelievers. That's right. With the unbelievers. So, they're servants of that master. But they're going to be appointed with the unbelievers. Right? We don't want to be there. Right? So, again, we have to remain filled. And, again, we have to be doing his will. And what's his will? To be in sanctification. All right? Verse 47. And that servant who knew his master's will. Let's stop right there. Again, that word will is what one wishes shall be done. Right? So, what is his will? For us to be looking for his return. Right? And if we're looking for his, turn, his return, 
we're going to be living for Him. Right? We're going to be in sanctification. Right? We're going to be set apart, vessels of honor, fit for the Master's use. Amen. Amen. But again, if we're not looking for His return, and that's usually what happens. People, see, sometimes people will say, oh yeah, I'm waiting for the Lord's return, but they don't mean it. <laughs> they don't mean it because what? If they meant it, then they'll be living for Him. Because we can't, look, think about this. God sent his best. He sent his only begotten son down here to die for all of mankind. Yes. Right? right? From Adam to the last person that will be born. Right? Jesus came, was beaten, spit upon, bruised. Right? Uh, the religious leaders, they ragged on him, did all these things. So you mean to tell me Jesus did all that? Just for us to just to live with how we want to live? No, he didn't do it. I, I, think about this. He did not sin, even though he, he, he could have. He did not sin. Right? He could have called his legions of angels down. Right? He could have did all that, but he didn't do that. Why? Because he thought about us. He thought about us. He thought about Moses. Right? He thought about our children. Our grandchildren, great grandchildren. Thank you, Lord. Right. He thought about that newborn baby that's not even in their mother's womb yet. Amen. Right. He did all that. Not for us to live how we want to live, but to have to be set apart yes. for his purpose, yes. his use. Right? But these are things we take for granted because we, we sit under uh we listen to things so much about the grace and God's mercy. But he would never separate me. No. Either we're going to be a vessel of honor or we're not. Right? In order to be a vessel of honor, then we have to live in sanctification. Right? Now, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect like you always hear me say. Right? And we're going to progress at different wavelengths. Right? We're not all going to progress at the same way, but we should be progressing. We should be progressing. Right? Uh, and that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself, did not prepare himself. Again, sanctification. <laughs> did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. Verse 48. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving the stripes shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required and to whom much has been committed, of him, they will ask of more. Ask the more. So Marshall talked about it uh, Wednesday. That, you know, the more we know, the more we become responsible for. Amen. Right? So sometimes, you know, we probably all had the question, well, what happens to this person that's in this tribe on this continent that never heard of Jesus but dies? That's none of our concern. What is our concern is us. Right? <laughs> right? That's none of our concern. Because guess what? The Lord will hold them accountable for what they did know. Right? So even if they did not hear about Jesus, what did they know? Right? But guess what? All of us that are sitting in the church, what do we know? That's what we have to be responsible for. Right? We, we worry about so much stuff. We got we to worry about the basics. <laughs> we were, it, I mean, there's certain things that... And I've been guilty about it. I, you know, I, I wonder. Because inquiring minds want to know. Right. <laughs> right. So we have a human brain. We think. Right. And I'm not saying, you know, we won't think about those things. Right. And, and 
Not that we can't learn about those things, but what good is it to learn about those things when we're not right? That's the important thing. Because guess what? When I get before him, he ain't going to ask me about Phil. <laughs> he going to want to know what I did. Right? He's not going to ask me about Marie. Byron, he want to know what I did. Right? They got to answer for themselves. Right? And, and he's going to say, hey, you knew this. Right? And then some of us may be like, well, what about brother and sister so-and-so? Well, look, they didn't know about this. They didn't know <laughs> about sanctification because they weren't taught about that. But they're responsible for what they do know. And don't worry about that because their pastor's going to have to answer for that. Right? And if they chose, if they did know and they just chose to ignore it, then God will hold them accountable. So again, Jesus gave his all. How can we not give all? Amen. Right? And yes, we have this body so it can be a struggle on our flesh. Right? But the more we do, the more we build up our inner man, the easier it becomes. Right? We don't have to have to necessarily our spirit will work with our body. The body doesn't want to work with the spirit. Right? Because the body is in opposition to the Lord. Right? But our spirit will work with our body if we build up our inner man. Right? Then our body will learn to submit and subject. Right? Now, again, we got to be careful what we place before our eyes. Our ears will be speaking. Because then that will cause the old nature to start to rise up. Right? Because, look, that old nature is not going to be completely gone. <laughs> it's buried. Right? So, you know, sometimes you may throw seeds somewhere. And then eventually it will sprout up. Right? That's how that old nature can be sometimes. Right? And, and if you keep watering it <laughs> and water it, now all of a sudden that old nature comes up. Workings of the flesh come up. And then we're like, oh, well, okay, well, I'll be all right. It's just one time. It won't happen again. And then it becomes easier and easier to do it. And again, it's like knowing the Lord's voice. Amen. So we got to be set apart for him. Amen. Amen. So three characteristics of a good waiter is this preparation. They're going to be dressed and they're going to be ready. Right. So we are we are waiters on the Lord. We're servants. So we have to be dressed and we have to be ready. That is our preparation. Right. And then also uh, the second one is maintenance. Keep your lamps burning. That that that's part of that sanctification. Right. We got to keep the lamps burning. We got to keep the oil in us. Right. The Holy Spirit is not going to go nowhere as long as, you know, we're not grieving him and things like that. Right. Or ignoring him rather. And then number three, expectation. Right? Just like the servants here, we have to be in expectation for the master's return. And our master's Jesus. Because he's coming back. Right? He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Right? And we don't want to be the ones that we don't want to be the spot and we don't want to be the wrinkle. Right? But we want to be smooth. Right? Smooth. Smooth as a baby's bottom, right? <laughs> Amen. So all who are servants of Jesus must be ready for his return. So understand the, the, um, this Luke here in Luke 12, I read 35 through 48, is mainly talking about ministers, leaders, but the principle applies for everybody. Why? Because we're all servants. We're all servants. And one way or another, we, we serve the Lord. 
Alright, so all who are servants of Jesus, I'm going to read that again. All who are servants of Jesus must be ready for his return. But those who are ministers among his servants must all the more be ready. Ignorance of the divine shall not wholly excuse the sinner. He should be beaten, but his stripes should be few. Right? We don't want to be the one that, hey, I knew to do this, but you know what? My spouse did this, so I responded this way. No, what are we supposed to do? You all hear Marshall say it. A lot of times, regardless of what I do, she has to do right. Right? Because if she don't do right, the Lord's going to get her. <laughs> she don't need to worry about me and what I'm doing. She need to worry about herself, right? No amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> amen. 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 All right. <laughs> so in verse 45, but if that servant says in his heart, my master's delaying is coming. So again, regardless of where we may fall at on when the Lord's return is, we have to be ready. We have to be ready. We can't, we can't make excuses and say, hey, he's delaying to this time. It doesn't matter because none of us really know. Amen. All right. So we know that scripture says, by their fruit, you should know them. A poor steward lives without the expectation of his master's return. And it shows in several areas of his life. This is going back to uh, verse 45. And I'm going to read 45 before I continue. But if that servant says in his heart, my master delaying his coming. And begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk. Right? So, again, the fruit, you should know them. This is what a poor steward does. He mistreats the masters of the servants. Why? He begins to beat the other servants. Not just physically, verbally. Right? Again, that can be that overzealousness. Right? We, we may have good intentions with that, but again, we got to do it in love. Right? We have to do it in love. All right. What else? He is excessively given to the pleasure of this world. Eat and drink. So if we're not expecting the Lord's return, now we just live. And it doesn't mean that, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to sin. No. We're going to just live according to the world. And we're going to get caught up in the world's way of doing things. All right. And then now we get deceived. All right. We have to be careful. This is why we have to do. We have to read the scriptures. And sometimes we have to read. A lot of times, we got to read for ourselves. Okay. Right? Because I just shared with my wife. So, you know, we prayed before for, uh, what's her name? Brittany Grinding to get released? Regardless of our lifestyle. Right? But now we see the political landscape in it saying, oh, well, you left this veteran there. Well, how many people actually looked him up? Because as a 24-year-old veteran, he's not a veteran to me. He got kicked out. But the media is not going to tell you that. But we'll listen to somebody. And we'll say, oh, well, you let the veteran. He got a bad conduct discharge for stealing. More than one time. But the news is not going to report that. Right? But we will get caught up in that stuff. This is why we got to read. We, gotta, we, we have to read. And we got to be careful of that. Because I can tell you now, as somebody serving in the military, we, what we would say is, let her go. She's a civilian. Let her go. That's what a real military person would do. Not, hey, what, what do they say? Captain's the last to go down with the ship? Yeah. Right? Why? Because you've been trained for that. Yeah. She hasn't. Regardless of her lifestyle. She hasn't. Right? But we get caught up in all this propaganda and nonsense instead of looking at the truth for what it is. 
And not to mention, he's a citizen of four different countries. <laughs> but most people don't know that. There's a lot more I can say, but I'm not. <laughs> and not that I say, yes, he, he, he can be released. I'm not saying he can't. But we can't get caught up in the political nonsense. Right? Because we're not hearing the truth. All right? He is given, uh, going back to verse 45, he is given to intoxication, meaning he's drunk, right? And understand, intoxication does not just mean drinking alcohol. Revelation 17 and 2 says, With whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So fornication there means harlotry and idolatry, right? So when we get caught up in all these materialistic things where we're chasing after those things, whether it's not success, careers, money, Houses, right? If we're not careful, we can end up worshiping those things and they become a God to us. Right? Our families, our spouses can become a God to us. Unknowingly. Right? That, that's idolatry. So some get weary of waiting for his return or cynical about the return of Jesus because it hasn't happened yet. This is, the exact, this is exactly the attitude that Jesus was warning us about. Right? We have to be prepared. We should be looking for his company. When we speak about Paul, when we read about Paul, rather, he was always looking for the Lord's return. Why should we not be looking for the Lord's return? Right? And even in the midst of looking for the Lord's return, we should be about our father's business. Right? Because what good is it for us to just look for his return, but we're not doing what he's called us to do. Right? Living for him. Doing what he's blessed us with, with certain gifts and certain talents, right? Because some of us have talents, right? Some of us have giftings, but what are we doing with them? Are we doing nothing with them? And we just sitting there waiting for the Lord to return? No, we got to be about our father's business. Why? Because it's part of that light being shining. You heard me talk about that, about doing good, right? Our light shining in this dark world. And we can't shine if we don't have no oil. So Jesus is delaying his coming. It is to if he's if he is delaying his coming, it's to rescue more people from the judgment. Right? You've heard me say, yeah, I would love for the Lord to return now. <laughs> right? But there are some elect that have not fully given their heart to the Lord. Right? So he's waiting. Because ultimately he doesn't want anybody to be lost, but we know people are gonna be lost. We can't we, we, the whole world's not gonna be saved. Right? But there's coming time where he's going to come. And we're going to get caught by surprise because we're not going to know. Right. We know that we know the seasons, the times and things like that. But we got to be about our father's business. Amen. Amen. So. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. I'm going to say that again. Right going to be beaten with many stripes. Why? Because we knew to do his will. We knew he was returning. Right? And we, same thing with the scripture on the talents, the parable with talents. What did you do? Are we going to bury it? And then just go about our day-to-day -day business? Or are we going to live for him? Right? Live for him. That's what this is about. 
But he who did not know yet committed things deserving the stripes shall be beaten with few. So, again, we become responsible for what we know. So, my heart's desire is for all believers to grow, but unfortunately, all believers are not going to grow. Right? So, we in here, we're going to grow. And, and, and we're going to learn the truth of God's word. Right? We're not going to get up into all this emotionalism and things like that. Yeah, that feels good on the flesh. Right? Feel good to appeal to our emotion and things like that. But we got to learn the word. And I get it. Sometimes when we, when we teach, it can be hard on the flesh. Right? It can be hard on the flesh. But as we go through the scriptures from Wednesday to Saturdays, we have to continually go over the scriptures. Amen. Right? We can't just hear what Rasan says, Phil, Marshall, Joan, whoever. Right? We, we, we have to go back and we have to study. Right? We have to, again, that's part of building up our inner man. Right? And not so much as, yeah, we got to go to our normal day-to-day -day work and activities. Right? But even as we go to work, right, we still have to build up our inner man. Because now we build up our inner man. Now we become more patient with people. We become more patient with our sometimes annoying coworkers whom we're still going to love. Right? <laughs> Even though they may irritate us, right? <laughs> and get under our skin, but we still gonna love them. Right? Or that brother and sister that may not be doing right, right? We still gonna love them. Right? Because we're we're gonna progress at, at, at different rates, right? But my desire is that we progress at the rate that the Lord is calling us to. Amen. Right? And, and not lag. So we're gonna have we need to have all three, right? The will, knowledge of the word, and surrender to the Holy Spirit. And yes, you're going to have people, they may only have two out of three, or one out of three. You know what? Guess what? They'll progress at a, at a pace of a tortoise, right? But even a tortoise finished the race, right? right. Tortoise still finished the race, right? And, and we'll, we'll continue to pray for them, right? Unfortunately, some may not finish the race, right? Just like we read here. They're going to be split in two and placed with the unbelievers. And again, they were servants, <laughs> serving the Lord. That's why y'all you, you, heard me say it before, right? Don't waste your time going to church if you're going to live for the world. You're wasting your Saturdays, your Sundays, your Wednesdays, whenever, you know, whenever. Not us, those that are out there, right? You're wasting your time. Just go live for the world. Amen? Amen. All right, let's bow our heads.